What's up people, welcome back to Rebranded Safety. This week we're talking about reporting of injuries, diseases and dangerous occurrences regulations, otherwise known as RIDOR. As per usual in this law mini-series we'll go over uh, an overview of the regulations and then we'll go over the main bits that are most important for you to make sure you're compliant, safe and cost effective. Let's get into the podcast. Health and safety is almost a victim of its own success. We need an oppressive regime of health and safety regulations. A huge fire engulfs a tower block in Children being forced to wear goggles to play conkers at school. Worst oil field disaster, 164 dead. Rebranding Safety, the modern health and safety podcast, crushing the stereotype. Brought to you by Risk Fluent and your host, James McPherson. So welcome back then, this is episode 15 of Rebranded Safety, the last of the mini law series for now. I can't say that I'm not quite happy about that, it's been a pain in the ass trying to read out all those legal jurgens and jargons and jurgens, jurgens, what's a jurgen? Anyway, so it's the last of the mini law series, we're going to finish this week on Riddor. Also, as I alluded to in the last podcast, we have our first guest, so confirmation, all booked in, nailed down, sorted for next week's podcast, which will be noise at work, because yesterday it was World Hearing Day. It means a little bit more to me, personally, um, because I'm actually hard of hearing. Um, when I was a kid, we knew that I was deaf, because um, whenever I said a swear word, my mum used to wash my hands out with soap. Moving swiftly on then to RIDOR, reporting of injuries, diseases and dangerous occurrences regulations. So, brief overview. Personally, I quite like uh, RIDOR. It's one of a few regs, in my opinion, um, that's actually quite prescriptive, quite clear and obvious. You know, there's not much grey in there whatsoever. In my opinion, you can't really get it wrong. There are a few bits that uh, people like to debate about, but I, I, I think it's pretty obvious, if I'm honest, especially when you look at the HSE's guidance. I mean, the HSE's guidance um, gives a clear description of RIDOR. Uh, so the RIDOR is a law that requires employers and other people in control of work premises to report and keep records of work-related accidents which cause death, work-related accidents which cause certain serious injuries of what is known as reportable injuries, diagnosed cases of certain industrial, industrial diseases and certain dangerous occurrences, basically incidents with the potential to cause harm. There are also special requirements for gas which are quite, again quite descriptive, there are requirements for diseases on offshore which is literally so descriptive you can't get it wrong it's a list of diseases um so why do we have riddle well you know in, in short it's a hsc and local authorities uh, way of seeing what you're doing it's, it's insight into you it's a way to prioritize it's a way to monitor um you know it informs them of fatalities first and foremost or near misses or dangerous occurrences that could have been fatalities uh, in which they will investigate or choose to investigate but it also allows them to kind of like track you pick and choose and prioritize who they visit who they don't um 
So let's get on then to to what you should know. So what what must be reported? Not all accidents need to be reported. An accident is work related and it results in an injury which is de- deemed as reportable within Riddle. So in the eyes of Riddle, it's work related which is where the confusion comes in sometimes and where the debate comes in and results in an injury which is deemed as reportable. So what then is work related? So the HSE and their guide says the way work was organized, carried out, supervised, any machinery, plant, substances, equipment used for work and the condition of the site premises where the accident happened. So basically, your operation so what you're doing um, so how you organize carry out or supervise the work that is work machinery plant substances equipment used for work that is work related and the condition of the site premises and where the accident happened so where some people get confused is if they own land and somebody tripped over the land that they own for example and then fell over and broke their arm and was it was a member of public and went straight to uh, straight to hospital that's a riddle which we'll go into in a minute people will say well it's not work related because there was no one carrying out work yes but it is as landlord it is your work to maintain that property therefore it's work related it is pretty clear in my opinion so then let's get into the regulations then regulation four defines non-fatal injuries that should be reported so these are specified injuries um, and these include a fracture other than fingers to thumb, fingers, thumbs and toes, uh, hair, shoulders, knees and toes, uh, fingers, thumbs and toes, amputation of arm, hand, finger, thumb, thumb, leg, foot or toe, permanent loss of sight or reduction of sight, crush injuries leading to an internal organ damage, serious burns covering more than 10% of body or damaging eyes, respiratory system or other vital organs, scalpings, separation, which is separation from the skin, from skin of separation of skin from the head my apologies which require hospital treatment i'm not uh, sure of any <laughs> scoldings or scalpings that are over more than 10 percent of your body that doesn't require uh, hospital treatment but anyway if you don't require hospital treatment you're either john wick or you're dead moving swiftly on um, unconsciousness caused by head injury or asphyxia, any other injury arise, arise, arising, 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 can't speak today, can't speak any week when I'm on this podcast, don't even know why I do a podcast. Any other injury arising from work in an enclosed space which, space which leads to hypothermia, heat-induced illness or requires resuscitation or admittance to the hospital for more than 24 hours. Then there's a little caveat of over seven days injuries to workers. So this is where an employee or self-employed person is away from work or unable to perform their normal work duties. Remember that bit for more than seven consecutive days, not counting the day of the incident. So I have an accident. I'm removed from my normal job, for example, because uh, I don't know, a piece of machinery hit my back and now I've got a really bad back. That keeps me off the job for seven days. Let's say I'm put into an office job, for example, for seven more than seven days not including the day of the incident that means i am not performing my normal work duties therefore it becomes a riddle or i go home for seven days then it's a riddle again pretty pretty simple as if you actually read it out correctly which i did not it is pretty simple um 
Regulation 5 then, so injuries to non-workers, work-related accidents involving members of public or people who are not at work must be reported if the person is injured and goes straight to hospital for treatment for that injury. Does not include if they're taken there as a precaution. Also, interesting note, if the accident occurred at an hospital, the report only needs to be made if the injury is a specified injury. Because if you're outside a hospital and you fall over and you nip yourself, you're going to go in the hospital, aren't you? So that's quite interesting, especially in my previous experience. So regulation six then is work-related fatalities. So basically a work-related death um, that's a result of an incident or, or an exposure, an occupational exposure is reportable. Um, so a bit more detail, work-related incident that results in a death a year after the incident if the injury was reportable. Interestingly, it does not apply to a self-employed person who suffers a fatal accident or fatal exposure on premises controlled by that self-employed person. Let's read that again, shall we? Does not apply to a self-employed person who suffers a fatal accident or fatal exposure on the premises controlled by that self-employed person. So you own a building and you die doing work on that building and you're self-employed. That doesn't need to be reported. Obviously, you're not going to report it yourself anyway because you're dead. Um, but yeah, that doesn't need reporting. I'd like to know why that went in there. Who thought of that? Was there a case study around that? Anybody knows? Hit me up on Twitter. At um, Rithruant. I'd be really interested to know why that one was in there. Regulation 7. Dangerous occurrences then. So these are significant near misses essentially and they are defined as a collapse or overturning or failure of load bearing parts in lifts or lifting equipment, plant or equipment coming into contact with overhead power lines, explosions or fires causing work to be stopped for more than 24 hours. Again, dead, dead simple. Regulation 8 then, where these are likely to have been caused or worsened them by the following are reportable carpal or worsened by work the work basically sorry get my words all mumbled up again um, they are reportable so carpal tunnel syndrome severe cramping hand or forearm occupational dermatitis hand eye hand eye hand eye hand eye vibration hand eye vibration that's interesting hand arm vibration syndrome occupational asthma tendonitis tendonitis i'm not going to try and pronounce the next one tenosynovitis tenosynovitis they never named this stuff simple stuff do they couldn't just call it arm pain foot pain nerve pain so tendonitis there we go and tenosynovitis to this <laughs> of a hand or forearm somebody out there will know what that is if you're not sure just go on the hse guidance it's really really clear because this podcast is not clear and any occupational cancer so basically occupational diseases so your occupation or your undertaking causes any of those it becomes or worsens any of those is a good point um then it becomes reportable let's move on from that one because that was horrendous uh, regulation 9 exposures to carcinogens mutagens and biological agents basically any disease attributed to an occupational exposure to a biological agent must be reported in so in short again hd guidance is really really clear um 
but if you're working with those type of things, I'm pretty sure you'll know. Um, but any exposure to those, boom, it's a riddle. Diseases offshore, offshore, I mentioned it earlier, so Schedule 3 of the regulations, it's basically a list um, of of diseases. Uh, again, I'm going to assume there's not many people listening to podcasts that do work or manage or own offshore rigs. Um, but if you do, there is a long list of diseases that have to be reported um, in Schedule 3 of Riddle. Believe me, it is really not hard to work out. Regulation 11 then, reportable gas incidents. So the, this Regulation 11 applies to anyone that distributes, fills, imports, supplies fam- of flammable gases and are then informed there has been a death or loss of consciousness or somebody is taken to hospital as a result of an incident in relation to the flammable gas that they distribute, filled, imported, supplied, that must be reported. Also, gas safe engineers must report appliances or fittings that they could consider that they consider could result in death, loss of consciousness or hospitalization. Um, could be due to design, installation, maintenance, servicing, modification, uh, and they result in a leakage of gas, inadequate combustion of gas, or inadequate removal of products of combustion. Um, if you're a gas engineer, that will make complete sense. If you're safety professional working in that kind of area it kind of makes sense if you don't have anything to do with gas you're a little bit like that sounds nothing like what i thought gas meant (laughs) hopefully anyway moving on again this is going to be a real short podcast which i think is quite good because i think um, you're probably still hung over from the last one i think the rro one went on a little bit like nearly 40 minutes was like nearly one of the longest ones we had uh this one is so simple in my opinion riddle is so simple that you're never going to need a long podcast for it so regulation 12 is recording and record keeping so keep all records of the above reports keep them for three years at the place of work where the incident was or the place of work of the person so if the person wasn't injured at the place of work where they work then keep it where they work um uh, or hopefully it was the same place so just keep it there nice and simple regulation 14 defines interestingly the restrictions to riddle such as the operations of a registered medical doctors and dentists uh, road traffic accidents unless they involve loading unloading of a vehicle working alongside the road eg construction escape of substances being transported and the armed forces pretty much guys the long and short of it is that is it but once you work that out you've got to report it so how do you report it well again dead simple basically it is kind of detailed in schedule one of the regulation but to be honest yet again the hsc produce a lovely simple guide on how to get it done it is really simple really clear the forms are as follows the injury form not that you need to know this but it is f 2508 ie and dangerous occurrences f2508 doe 
There are obviously different forms as well for the gas incidents and the offshore um, incidents as well. Um, but yet again, you just go on www.hse.gov.uk forward slash RIDOR, which is I-D-D-O-R, obviously. And that's pretty much the best way to do it. You can ring them up Monday to Friday, 8 till 5. Um, there is out of hours, but if I'm honest, I've never called them up. I've always done it online. I think you would call them up if you had a fatality, obviously. But if I'm honest, the police will already be there anyway. Um, I do cover it out of hours, but there's a little bit of jargon on there about the out of hours officer and only if it's high, real like fatality and stuff like that. So honestly, guys, go onto the website, read the guide. If you've had an incident that you think, shit, that was gnarly, then probably go onto their HSE website, put Riddor into the search bar, read the guide and just double check it. If you have something, a piece of machinery fails, breaks, rolls over, whatever, and you look at that and you think, shit, that could have really hurt if someone was in there. Bloody hell, that was a big mess. Something like, hmm, maybe we should check the HSE guide. If you're doing something, you think, bloody hell, I could have caught this, I could have caught that, I could have got asthma, I could have got dermatitis, I could have got asbestosis. Check the guide. Simple stuff. Real, real simple stuff. Final closing note on Riddle then. <clears throat> when I asked a long time ago, and it's been reiterated to me in recent months when I was querying something, and I said, is this a riddle or not? And the answer I got was, can you go to jail for reporting too much? Question mark. Mm, no. Well, technically you can, because maybe if you're reporting loads and loads of riddles, you're not doing a very good job, and then you're probably in breach health safety at work act. Anyway, just based on this, can you go to jail for reporting too many riddle reports? No. Can you go to jail for not reporting? Yes. So if you're not sure, guys, just report it. Simple, simple stuff. So remember www.hse.gov.uk forward slash Riddor. Remember to hit us up on Twitter at RISFluent if you know where regulation... What, what was it? The little caveat about self-employed guy. Regulation 6. So self-employed guy suffers a fatality, um, fatal accident or fatal exposure on premises controlled by self-employed person if that is based on a bit of case law or something like that i would love to know because i do not know that so hit us up on twitter make sure you check into the next podcast next week where we'll be talking about noise at work with our first guest we also have another guest in the diary as well and we've got another potential guest that we're talking to this week hopefully get a date in the diary so all moving forward looking good i'll catch you next week thanks for listening guys bye